The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Dangerous. 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 What kind of time do we live in? What is the definition of essence? It is that which makes anything to be what it is. The essence of what's taking place to us, in front of us, many do not recognize it. It's the particular nature of a thing, the very substance. And this is what our is trying to get us to understand, to look around us. What is the essence of the times? Is it holiness? Is it evil? Do we have to really dig deep to find out what it is? Do you realize the essence of the moment of where we was in 2012? Our lady told us. She made it very clear. She said, April 2nd, 2012, pride has come to rule. You can't mitigate that. You certainly can't minimize it. 
that if she said that and she comes to us and speak to us as individuals and as groups and for the whole world, which the message is given for, that we have to take it for what it says. The essence of the words, pride has come to rule, means that the world is being ruled by pride. So what is the essence of pride? It's the quality of being. The existence of pride and the being who is the essence of pride is none other than Satan himself. And who does he work through? His minions. Yes, there's demons in hell, but also people. He makes use of them. And they have drank his essence, his odor, his scent, because essence also means that, perfume. We also have those of Our Lady, who she makes use of. On March 25th, 1994, she said, Become an instrument in my hands. Not of my hands, not symbolically. She literally is saying, become an instrument in my hands. Why? Because Satan can say the same thing to his people on the earth. Become an instrument in my hands. For what? For perdition. And in this March 25th, 1994 message, she counters the same thing, saying, become an instrument in my hands for the salvation of the world. Why his mantra is for the damnation of the world. For what? For perdition into eternity. For what for her? For eternal grace. Our Lady continues in her message of 94, You who have felt the fragrance of holiness through these messages. See if you have the messages. It contains the fragrance of holiness, and you're in the hands for the salvation of the world. Why does she say that in 1994? Because the world needs salvation. Why? Because it was headed toward the hands of the devil. And she confirmed it. It was there. It arrived. We can't sit there and say, Alay's just saying symbolically, she meant what she said when pride comes to rule. And her words were exactly, pride has come to rule. So we have to look around and see what she meant at that date. She literally said that in the message. Look at the world around you. Going back to the 94 message, our lady says, You who have felt the fragrance of holiness through these messages, carry it into this world. So you're commissioned to do something, not just pray. We're in a physical battle because there's physical people being used by the hands of Satan. And there's physical people being used in the hands of Our Lady. So when Our Lady says you have felt the fragrance of holiness, that's a scent, that's the odor of holiness, the perfume of it, Satan has the same perfume for him, and the same odor and the same scent. You've heard about the saints talk about the smell of hell. It'll kill you. It's bad. Our Lady's messages are sweet but they give us a bitter life often because we have to change things. Our Lady is here to make us change and recognize what's taking place. Do you realize on November 6th in 2016 how close the world almost ended? Trump was elected. Hillary was supposed to be elected. They planned it. There was a lot of fraud. 
But the left didn't calculate enough fraud to win. They miscalculated. And that's why we see what is happening now. We have very evil things taking place. I'm telling you, at that point, the United States, if Hillary won, would be broken down and destroyed, and it would never recover. And I'm telling you that, literally, I mean that. We would not have recovered. It would be broken down so bad, we would never have the ability to come back through our Constitution, through the Declaration of Independence, to be back what we are. We were on a thin, one single piece of thread. It was that close. How can I say that? Because it was preceded for four years of Obama when he was reelected in November 6th. And here it is just about six months before April 2nd, 2012. Look at the circumstances that was taking place. People don't realize how close we were to our nation ending in 2016. Because it was prepped. It was ready. Everybody was set up. Every situation was there. How do I know that? Because heaven doesn't lie. Our lady's not coming to motivate us with exaggerations. When she says what she says, she means what she says. It's the reality. So again, you're going to hear this date again and again. April 2nd, 2012. Six months later, Obama's elected again. But everything was lined up. The corruptions. You'll never convince me that he won the election legally. I don't have the facts. But I have son too that you need to adopt. Know yourself and know your enemy and know what they're doing. And I have the messages. Because April 2nd, 2012, says, you continue to be deaf and blind. See, you don't see it now. Many people don't see it. Back then, nobody saw it. You continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you. I wrote in 2012, Obama was going to take the election. I wrote that Obama, come up in 2016, would have another term, a third term, but it's against the Constitution. How was he going to achieve that? To somebody else, a surrogate. They had the goods on Hillary. He wanted her there. And if she got there, she didn't do what he said. By proxy, being the president, he could just throw her in jail. So he had Hillary underneath his thumb and the deep state and everybody lined up. So let's repeat this. Let's go back in history. Let's look at this to see where we are today. You continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you and you do not want to see where it is going. Where was it going? For the next election of Obama. Everything's prepped. Everything's right. And those next four years made everything right for 2016, for his third term. I wrote that, and they fired the first shot. As you look at the world around you, you do not want to see where it is going without my son. So without Christ, without my son, it's headed toward hell. It's headed toward destruction. So I'm going to pause at this part of the message to do our read today, to understand more clear what has happened with people in these last four years from 2012 plus the next two years with Trump. This comes from an article entitled The Possessed. During the primaries, it was all the rage 
among some conservative pundits to cite the 2006 comedy Idiocracy as prescient of the election. The joke was on Trump supporters, who supposedly were as clueless as the characters in that movie. Some of those tweets were funny. But recent months have spoiled the humor. Between the relentless efforts by deep state actors to sabotage a presidency and the rising frenzy of hatred that has burst forth from the left, one thing is clear. We've stumbled from farce to the blackest kind of satire, the kind that bleeds over sometimes into the tragic. We're not living out idiocracy. Instead, we're reenacting Dostoevsky's The Possessed. For those of you who didn't work as night doorman in college, reading Russian lit in a polyester uniform, here's what happens in that novel. A band of youthful nihilists emerge in a sleepy provincial town. They have no positive program for reform or even revolution. Instead, they focus solely on tearing down what's around them. Everything from the family to the church, from private property to linear modes of rational thought. They've decided that the world, as it really exists, is so hopelessly tainted and evil that only pure destruction can offer the clean slate needed to start again. So, this writing puts in context that we're not just dealing with opponents, we're dealing with people who are possessed, a system that's possessed. Is he wrong? Is this his opinion? No, it's not our opinion, because our lady said pride has come to rule. Who is the essence of pride? The devil himself. And if our lady's calling us to be her hands, he certainly do the same thing. Just a couple of days ago, Senate Bill 311, a law that if it was to pass, that it said, basically, for a baby who is born alive, whether through abortion or a pretend attempt abortion, would be given health care by the practitioner. That's a no-brainer, of course. A baby's born, you're going to do that. But they put forth this law for the purpose to see who would vote for this law to care for the case of a child who survives an attempted abortion. Attempted abortion means that they may not even do that. The baby's coming down the birth canal. The baby's born. Okay, we didn't have the time to do the abortion. You may have heard me say in the last couple of broadcasts that this is about women's health. What does an abortion do to a woman's health? It will damage the woman. Abortion is horrific to the baby, but also damages the health of a woman. So understand these situations. Look into them. If they can have the baby, it's natural. Then it's all about doing a bypass. The baby's born, it's natural, and the health of the woman stays like a natural childbirth. You say, no, that's not the case. That's exactly the case. You have one, two, three abortions, you're messed up. So the essence of this is really about the woman's health. And they think you can't argue against that because she's got a right to her health before the baby. And she can do what she wants to with her body. 
The trouble is, it's not her body. It's another dead body. So this law would protect the born baby from being killed and required it to be cared for. Section 2 of the law says, If abortion results in the live birth of an infant, the infant is a legal person for all purposes under the law of the United States and entitled all the protections of such laws. And item 2 on it says that any infant born alive is to get the protection of the law that would arise for any newborn or for any person who comes to a hospital or a clinic or facility for screening and treatment. Otherwise, they become a patient with this care. Why do we have to have a law for this? Because it's happening right now, and New York is established, and several other states are following suit, and many other states will do the same. So what this did, this vote brought on record for those who would vote against this law to protect a live baby. You know what happened? All the Democrat senators who's running for president for 2020 voted to kill the babies by voting the law down. Who are they? Bernie Sanders of Vermont, Kamala Harris of California, Cory Booker of New Jersey, Kristen Gillibrand of New York, Amy Carla Butcher. I changed her name because it's a butcher, but that's what we can call her, of Minnesota, and Elizabeth Warmer, Massachusetts. These people are instruments of the devil. They're in league with him. But I want you to do your own research and look at the names of 44 Democrats who voted against criminalizing infanticide and protect these children. They voted it down. What kind of person would do something like that? Only somebody possessed in the mentality of what we're talking about. And what you heard earlier, Joan read, is today's far left possessed. The writing continues saying those who oppose them, talking about the left, are hapless, clueless, frightened, and confused. That's talking about our side. We're helpless, clueless, frightened, and confused. We don't understand who these people are, what they stand for. And it includes both conservatives and old-fashioned liberals They resort to denial. They can't face the truth of how their young people have turned out. Can't admit when idealists call for annihilating violence that they really mean it. He continues, so the defenders of the old order do nothing. And that's what we do. We look at this list and we do nothing about it. Our lady is saying, do something about it. You be in my hands. For what? For the salvation of the world. But this article was just read continues. So the defenders of the old order do nothing. They make little concessions, which only feeds the beast. They lie to themselves to get just one more good night's sleep. Surely these young people will come to their senses before it's too late, won't they? Bernie Sanders has tons of money. He's a leader, and he just vote to kill babies. And we think, oh, they'll come to senses. Really? The article goes on and says, we're not dealing with bad ideas, but rather we're dealing with evil spirits. And that's what these people are. What this list is, you go online and look at these Democrats and these three Republicans, which are worse than the Democrats, because they have a platform said they'll be for life. And they should be the first to remove. 
these three, Lisa McCaskey, Kevin Kramer, and Tim Scott, all Republicans, they need to go. So once we understand we're not dealing with just bad ideas, we're dealing with evil spirits. The article continues, people don't rant on and on about resistance and revolutions without any consequences, without provoking real violence, which can escalate very quickly. That's what's going to happen. If we continue down this path, we're going to see escalation of violence very quickly. The article says, remember Lebanon, Yugoslavia, and Venezuela were each once peaceful vacation spots. People used to fly to Yugoslavia to ski. I was there, not skiing. I was in Medjugorje. Many people went there at that time for the mountains and to the beaches and to Dubrovniks and all these places to visit. And I was there in 1989. I was there in 90. I watched the war start. And ABC at the time when it said it got two years into the war was worse than World War II with the atrocities that took place. Evil. Evil, evil. The article continues. Citizens couldn't imagine how bad things might really get. That's what happened with Yugoslavia. And it continues until it hit them square in the face. Where are we today when we have 44 senators voting to kill babies? 53 voting for the law. But we needed 60 votes so we didn't make it. But it wasn't important. They didn't think it was going to make it. They knew it would pass, but they wanted them to go on record to see who is possessed. You said, oh, they're not possessed. They wear coat and ties. So that's what Mariana said. When the devil appeared, he was very alluring to her. And then he changed in what he was. The writing continues. We must prepare ourselves, especially spiritually, because multiculturalism, you hear that? We see this is a positive word by the left. Multiculturalism really has morphed into a kind of a cult. Andrew Sullivan laid it out this way. It's an elaborate system of dogmas and stigmas. It has no positive aim, the left, the possessed, and no set of demands that we could ever possibly meet. No surrender would be sufficient. So we can go to them on our side, try to negotiate, try to talk about. We surrender everything. They don't even want surrender. What do they want? They want what was in the beginning of this writing. No reform, no program for it, not even a revolution. Instead, they focus solely on tearing down what's around them. Everything from the family to the church, from private property to linear modes of rational thought. There's no rational thought. There's no rationalization with them. There's no getting to them. They are bent on hell. Why? Because they're in the hands of the devil. When are you going to recognize that? When are you going to listen to our lady's words? Why are you blind and deaf to them? She's telling us where you are in 2012. You don't recognize what's happening. They're renouncing my son. After saying they're renouncing him, my son, Alayis says, you listen to me while I'm speaking to you, but your hearts are closed and you are not hearing me. You are not praying to the Holy Spirit to illuminate you. We're not illuminated. We're thinking, well, they got their points, so we're just on the left. They're just politics. No, this is not politics. This is heaven and hell engaged in war. So those who are bad in this writing in the beginning says, they decided that the world as it really exists is so hopelessly tainted and evil 
These are the people that's evil. This is what they're thinking. This is what he's saying, and he's writing that. Because they think the world's tainted with evil. And he ends this sentence saying that only pure destruction can offer the clean slate needed to start again. Isn't that the way it is? Isn't that what happened when God sent 40 days a night of rain? And that's what he's coming to purify the earth. But the evil causes that. Because they think everything's evil. And they're pure. It's just the opposite. But we're blind and we're deaf. In England, a former liberal Democrat leader, his name's Tim Fern, he learned that to surrender or compromise with the enemy doesn't work. He's an evangelical Christian in his private life. But he wanted to hold on to his political position. So what did he do? He embraced legal abortion and the abominable marriages, thinking he could hold on. But it didn't matter. The fact that his heart was real quiet of what he wanted to really stand for and what he knew was right as a Christian and his principles was intolerable that he could stay in office. He sold out. He's an apostate. We have many people that way today. What did he find out? He was forced to resign for those positions, even though he abandoned and he starts voting for these other things as evil. And so the writing I was referring to earlier states the lesson of this is don't bother trying to sell your soul, which this politician did. The market's so flooded with them, people who are selling the souls, that it has run down the price to zero. And that's where we are. So these people are worthless. Those who may be pro-abortion, pro-abominable marriages, and yet they privately cling to the Christian precepts. This is exactly what Governor Como of New York did. Well, I got my private belief as a Catholic, but I can't let that cross over into my political life, that they're two separate things. No, it's the opposite. Your private belief is to guide your public life. So this politician in Britain is of the spirit of pure destruction. It's straight out of the movie The Possessed. That's what he's done. And going back to the article again, it drives some Jesuits to deny that Satan really exists and then to go on demonizing those who dare to disagree. That's who the demon is. Trump, us, the right. We're demonized and they're the righteous ones because they have a pure spirit of destruction. It continues, it compels the same people who think that meat is murdering the animals to defend Planned Parenthood when it sells baby parts in buckets like Kentucky Fried Chicken. People today are drunk with madness. We have intellectuals who hate reason. Isaiah says, come reason with me. Or he's asking that of us. You have the university professors who silence discussions of the students, and therefore they adopt the same thinking. We are called by our lady to face these people down firmly with force of law to protect ourselves and our institutions, our church, our places, our towns, our cities, our neighborhoods. We cannot be tempted by them sharing their spiritual disorder. Rather, we have to be strong, rebuke them, restrain them, literally restrain them by whatever means we have to. Yes, Our Lady says they deserve our pity. Yes, somewhere inside of them hungers even for our prayers, and we should do that. 
But we have to understand where we are in the situation that we find ourselves. Because March 25th, 1994, our lady says, become an instrument in my hands for the salvation of the world. Don't do the opposite. You have felt the fragrance of holiness through these messages. These messages are the medicine for the world. They're everything. You have to look at them every day. You have to be thinking about them throughout the day because they have power. For what? What are we supposed to do with them? And he says to carry it into the world hungry for God and God's love. That's the answer. So when our lady said April 2nd, 2012, you listen to me while I'm speaking to you. Okay, let's take that for her words as she says. And then she adds this. She contradicts that. But your hearts are close and you are not hearing me. It's a different thing to listen to a teacher in a classroom while they're speaking and you're listening to them. But are you hearing it? Are you adopting it? Are you changing your life? This is very profound what she's saying in reference to saying deaf and blind. You don't know where the world's going to. He's being renounced. You listen to me while I'm speaking to you, but your hearts are closed and you are not hearing me. Hearing me means I'm going to put this into action. I'm going to rebuke people. I'm going to stand up. I'm not going to be scared anymore. I'm not going to try to reason or understand these people because you can't understand evil. You can't understand the essence of what they are, which is pride, which is the devil. The message continues. You are not praying to the Holy Spirit to illuminate you. You have to be illuminated to these things. That's why I'm bringing all this up to you, to show you these aren't just congressmen. These are not just senators. This is not just Trump up there. There's a war in Washington over the United States of America. That's why Clinton and Trump was an epic battle for a direction to start walking. And for two years, we have been in battle nonstop. You got something happening right now in Vietnam. 70 years we've been at war with North Korea. Nobody could change it. Not a Democrat, not a Republican. It's history making. It's huge. And they bring out the same three days Trump has gone to Vietnam, his former attorney coin, to make the news cycle shine on this. It's, it's a sham. Do you not see it? Are you blind? It's so the media can bury what Trump's doing bringing more peace to the world, changing the direction of the world, and we've got this stupid thing happening in Washington to bury what God's doing, because peace is of God. So our lady says, your hearts are closed, and you're not hearing me. You're not praying to the Holy Spirit to illuminate you. My children, pride has come to rule. And we can tell you, the essence of pride is Satan himself. Re-listen to this. Spread it. Order it from us on CD. Call us at Caritas. Get a new mentality. Be invigorated with the messages. Rebuke. Confront. First with your life. And then with words. It's backed up by reality of what you live yourself. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.